everybody. This is Jean Nathan. It's Crosstown Conversations, and I am really excited about the show today. Needless to say, it's essence time, so we're going to have one of the vendors that's um, uh, proudly showing her work uh, as part of the market there. Um, but it, it, before we get into uh, all that, um, we have to celebrate uh, one of our homeboys who just got uh, awarded uh, for his film production um, by, and you'll have to correct my, I'm not going to have the exact title, so I'm going to get it from you guys, and um, Dante Smallwood, who has uh, been coaching. Uh, he's a filmmaker himself, but he's also been uh, coaching students, and this is the results of it, that Noel um, Celestine was able to uh, win the top award from the, uh, let's see, it's the Southern Council uh, somebody tell me the exact, um, uh, Dante, what is it? Film Prize Junior competition. All right. And uh, Noel, you must be thrilled. Um, let me start with Dante for a minute because I want you to set the stage since you, um, you know, really were able to work uh, with Noel and other people, no doubt. You had a, you know, the usual scroll of screen credits of all the people that it takes to make a film. It's never a one man or one woman job. It's always um, something that requires, you know, a crew. And that's what's exciting about it is that you build these wonderful team relationships. So uh, Dante, tell me about um, your program, how you got started with it, what your expectations and hopes were for it. And I'm sure that your expectations were topped by uh, Noel's win. So um, I started working at Sci High, where Noel just graduated from in January. And by that time, Noel started this process um, in the fall semester. So I kind of just came in the middle of it. The teacher who was over it left, and I came in and took the reins of it. Um, and he already had the ball rolling. Also, um, my expectations were already high because Sci High has a history of winning awards at this competition. Um, and it's a lot, of, it can be a lot of pressure, but it's also um, just a reputation that we have and a, a standard that we try to uphold um, as far as our film program. And so I did not teach Noel directly. Um, it was an after school thing. And he pretty much, he, he, he's a go-getter. So he already had um, certain things in his mind that he wanted to bring into fruition with this film. And I just helped guide him along the way with my own experience. Um, but he he already had the ball rolling. He already knew what his vision was for this film. Um, he already had the cast and crew picked out. Um, I just gave him that space and my time after school for him to be able to rehearse and um, plan and get things together. And the film turned out great. As you can see, they won the Audience Choice Grand Prize Award. That's, uh, I always think the audience um, uh, awards are the most important because there's no politics there. That's just people really saying yeah. uh, that they loved it and why. Um, but I think that clearly, I'm sure that your facilitation was important, but I, I'm, I'm sure also, no, I, I don't know whether this is your first uh, film venture or um, an early, only an early one, but it, you have to have your confidence supported by having that kind of endorsement from somebody else 
who is familiar with your media. And I'm sure having Dante um, be supportive was just something that helped with your confidence that you could you could pull this off. So tell me, um, Noel, about, uh, uh, do you pronounce it Noel or Noel? Uh, Noel. That's what I thought. Um, so tell me, Noel, about, um, you know, uh, what you had in mind, how this evolved, and, uh, and, and again, uh, how you really had the courage and um, the conviction that you could do this and why it was important for you to do it. All right. So um, my film journey actually started my sophomore year with another teacher. His name was Mr. Mason. Um, I joined his digital media class and we started doing small projects about uh, making a short film. And my first ever little film that technically I made was about a zombie apocalypse. And <laughs> it was very silly. And I don't know if the footage still out there, never really saw it, but I remember we was recording and doing a little action plan and I was like, yeah, this is school. I fell in love with it. And so I just started doing everything like when they was filming their short film called Empty. I was like, yeah, put me on the committee. I'll try to do it. Let me film some, like I'll try to do everything. And uh, so then the pandemic happened and it was very quiet and we just, I didn't really like get back into the filming part of uh, school and I really missed it. Like I was just so excited to get back to school and, you know, start doing the film again. And when I got back, still no word about it. And then the teacher that was teaching there uh, left. And I was, it was just like, okay, it's probably not gonna have a film. And I was like, uh-uh, like this is my last year. I'm gonna make it happen. So I looked up YouTube videos of how to write a script and Wow. I wrote a script and I can't lie, I practiced a few times because my first story was called um it was called Cupid's Cupid's Love Letter or something. And it was more about uh a love letter or something, but then I changed it and I was like, it's gonna be too long and too complicated. So I made it to okay, let's make it simple, like go to a party and simple like and after I did that, I was like, okay, how am I going to find casting? So I went to the announcements and then begged them. I was like, please, look, I really want to do this film. Let me please get a little area so I can do additions. And I told people, all everyone I knew and everyone I saw in the hallway, hey, I'm doing the movie. And uh, I can't lie, a lot of people didn't really take me serious, like, at first. And yeah. until I feel like on time they really took me serious like was mostly towards the end like when I actually started filming and people started seeing the result of that filming because everything like ever since then people like oh bro let me get in the movie bro I want to be in your movie now like it's like I really had to force people like I felt like I had to force people some people but some people I really had like a uh some dedicated people like my friends that I made Deshaun and my uh, close friend Randell he uh who played Craig and Trayvon in the movie, and Tiana, she worked on the film last year, really helped and was very dedicated, came every day. Um, so yeah. 
So I want to talk about that moment when people were not taking you seriously. And I think that we're all confronted at various times in our um, lives and our careers um, with that moment when we're not taken seriously. I, I hear so many stories from authors who submit their books to publishers and get rejected. And so that moment of rejection is either a shutdown moment or, uh, oh, okay, you said no, I say yes, we're gonna go forward. I had that moment, I did a, I did a series of music um, presentations at the Contemporary Arts Center when it first opened. And um, I first went to the people at the Jazz Fest and say, I'm gonna do this late night music thing during Jazz Fest. And they said, oh, nobody's gonna go, don't do it. Well, that's all I had to hear was no. And, and I identified someone to do the production, you know, to do our sound and um, off I went and, and, and we did it and we did it for five years. And guess what? The Jazz Fest wound up copying us and starting to do nighttime shows. I couldn't really compete with them. So I had to move on, but I had other things I wanted to do. So yeah, how, how what gave you the confidence and the strength to um, override those um, dismissive uh, attitudes from the, the folks around you? Um, I have to say, uh, honestly, it's my upbringing. Um, my mom really helped me a lot uh, throughout the years and taught me that persistence was key and especially that my mom is the strongest and most lovely person I ever met and really like taught me everything I know and made me to who I am. Um, so I feel like without her, I wouldn't like, I would tell her, oh, mom, nah, this is happening. Uh, this is what I want to do. And she was like, well, you're going to just have to figure it out in the well. You're going to just have to. Uh, right. yeah. And so I was like, all right, ma. And this is just how she always been. So it's like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to, you know, get it done. So she always like, never like, let me like quit, like easily. It's like, she's like, no, well, you're going to figure it out. It's going to work out. You're going to make it because it's thing. And then Mr. Smallwood also gave me a lot of support when he did show up. Um, He was like, I remember one thing he said that really stuck to me. He was like, no matter what you do and whatever, what about this film is always going to be a good film because it's a Noel Celestine's film. And I was like, I was like, okay, like this is my signature all over this film, like no matter what I do. And so it was like, I kind of like a breakthrough. Like it was like, I got to finish this too. Cause I can't lie. Uh, one time we almost gave up it was like we recorded a scene, didn't record, and it was like the biggest scene. And I was like, oh, can't, I'm done. And I can't lie. Um, yeah, that quote echoed through my head. And it was like, now nah, I'm just going to come back tomorrow, calm, do face, and smile, and just, you know, try to get this done. That's what you have to do. There's no doubt about it. And even if, um, even if you had not won this award, and gotten that uh, in, sort of uh, endorsement, you would probably go on and tomorrow do um, another project, whether this one had succeeded or not. And, and with that other project, um, really try to accomplish the same thing that maybe you didn't get done the first time. Dante, what about you? I suspect that you have a similar um, approach 
uh, in the sense of really working uh, continuously to um, push forward, even if you don't get the endorsement. And I know that all the creatives often have to teach as part of their, you know, pulling in the dollars uh, when you're working on a creative project. And, and Noelle, you're probably going to wind up having to teach at some point too, because that's just part of the creative um, life pattern is that uh, it, it's, a, it's a really important uh, way of, of keeping the, um, the flow of income that you need. So tell me about um, your uh, track and, and how you see uh, going forward. Um, so I, I made a lot of short films um, in college. That's what film production is all about, is short films. They focus on short films and independent filmmaking. I've also worked on a lot of huge productions. Um, Spike Lee came to town and was working on um, Tales from the Hood Part Two, and I worked on that for a few days on set. Um, and some other big productions, music videos. And one thing I've seen in almost every set, including Noel's set, and I think I told him this, one thing that one of my professors told me is, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, and also that when you're making a film, if you don't feel like you want to quit, <laughs> then you're not making the right film. Like if you don't feel like um, at some oh, point it's too much. Yeah, because um, you're supposed to be that passionate about it, that if it's not going the way that you want it to go. But that's why you have to be able to um, think on the fly and you have to be able to adjust to any changes that might come up because they will come up. And it can be anything from the power going out to um, someone not showing up. And that's why it's really important for um, a lot of people on set to be able to do multiple jobs. Um, and that's what I saw Noel do. Noel stepped in and he was performing almost every task um, because it's underaged um, students and some of them, you know, had to go home at a certain time and um, things of that nature. Um, but he made it work. And I ran into a lot of those same problems when I would make my own films. Um, whenever things go wrong, sometimes you do just need to step away, breathe, come back with a fresh face and try again. Um, and I, that's just um, wanting to see the end result. You don't want everything that you've done up to that point to go to waste, or you don't want to feel like you're wasting anyone's time, especially when you're not able to compensate them. And even on those large productions where people are being compensated and things go wrong, um, it's just a matter of patience um, and letting them work those kinks out. And so um, I just through my experience, I've learned that if you try again, it'll probably come out better than you tried to do it the first time. Um, right. Yeah. So so let me ask you both. Um, I, I actually had the luck to just have um, been involved in Spike Lee's production uh, on Katrina. I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, let's see, uh, God Willing and the uh, creeks don't rise, I think, basically was the name God of it. God willing and the creeks don't rise. That's what I just said. God willing and the creeks don't rise. Um, so uh, it was really pretty spectacular to have that experience. And I guess you know his startup story. I mean, he, he pretty much, you know, funded his very first film, The Girl's Gotta Have It, well, on his credit cards. And I don't know how he did that, because I'm sure he didn't have a, a whole lot of credit, but he somehow managed to... Uh, 
to get it done. And then uh, just like you're, you guys are both saying, I uh, just keep at it until it happened. Um, but tell me about working in New Orleans um, and, and whether you see that as something that uh, is gonna go forward. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, just one second. I have to pause the recording. So um, what I, what I, I want to hear from you both on is your thoughts on making films in New Orleans and your future of developing your craft here. Um, there's pluses and minuses, and we all talk about them all the time. So I just kind of want to get your take on that. Um, so Dante, do you want to start? Sure. Um... One thing is in the summers, it can be very hot, way too hot. A lot of no people kidding. that I speak to who are in the industry full, who are in the industry full time, they say there's not a there's not a lot of work for those three months of summer because um, productions feel that it can be too hot to try to film anything here this far in the South. Um, aside from that, I've just learned that um, there's a, a tax credit that Louisiana has that is really good, a really good tax write-off for filmmakers when they come and try to film here. Um, that's why a lot of productions productions do happen in the city. Um, and there's also just a lot of opportunities like Essence Festival, um, which I'm working this weekend. There's a lot of opportunities and networking opportunities to meet people who work in the industry and who can always find work. There are a lot of TV shows being filmed here. Um, there's a lot of great scenery. Um, to be filmed here, a lot of great moments to capture with that. The city is beautiful. There's a lot of artwork all around the city. Um, just a lot of great things to capture on camera. And there's a special kind of glow around sunset. They call it the magic hour or the golden hour. Um, that I gives like the, the most beautiful time. light on film. The pink time, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the most yeah, when, beautiful when it gets glow. Good, it, it starts with the gold, but then it goes to that pink when the clouds turn pink. That's my yeah. favorite. It's beautiful yeah. and it's a really nice thing to capture on film or to have in a film. Um, I've played with that. There's, there's um, I forget the name of the movie, but I saw a, a clip from it when I was um, in undergrad. There is a movie that was filmed entirely using that sunlight, which you can only use that for like an hour or so every day. And so they had to <laughs> keep going every day just to get a little clip, a little clip. And um, that's how that production was made. But I think New Orleans is really good for that. Um, just the scenery and like I said, the tax write-off. Um, there's some really talented people here in the city. I love working um, on films in New Orleans, um, whether it's a documentary or a narrative film, um, a short film or a big feature production because um, it's just a great networking opportunity. I've met so many people over the years who, if at any time I did not want to teach and go full-time into the industry, I could reach out to anyone and there would be a job available because there, there's always a job on a film set for you to do something. Interesting, okay. And uh, Noelle, what's, what's your perspective on it? I know it's early for you on the process, but you know, how do you feel about it looking forward? Because there are people who feel you know we're we're not a well-endowed city financially so it's a little harder to raise money here to do projects than in some places and um so th that acts as a little bit of a counterbalance to uh, dante your very optimistic description of making 
uh, films here. Um, what's what's um, Noel? What's your sense of it? Uh, making films in New Orleans, I feel like is really it's like the scenery is good, but I like I grew up in New Orleans, so this is like home. So it feels like anything I film here is going to be close to home, and and therefore authentic. Yeah, and places I made and like memories with because my family owns restaurants here my family owns neos so i filmed the whole our film at neos the hall and oh, this okay. is because i know the people i know and i feel like new orleans is a beautiful city for people because you can know someone and this person know that person and it was just like it's like a whole network and I feel like it's very easy to network in New Orleans because it's too it's not too big, but it's not too small. So basically, if you know enough people, you almost know the whole city. Because my mom be running into people, knowing people. Oh, I be like, Mama, how you know them? Oh, I know their cousin. Oh, I know their grand. You see, it's like crazy. Um, and goodness I, knows we all have a lot of cousins here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. And I feel like, especially with show, because my dad was a Zulu witch doctor 2016. He's going to be excited because I said that. I don't really mention that. <laughs> um, he showed me that with his Zulu brothers, even with his little small little com uh, community, he, That's not so small. <laughs> he had people from New York and all this, like other places. But they will come down during Mardi Gras and, you know, go and meet. And he really got a good support system. And it shows me that you know the right people and the right people support you. I feel like I always said this, like, you had to have a three, uh, three people, three really supportive and cool people. You can take over the world. I, it only takes three. And you just need three supportive people. And who really cares right. about the vision and you can do whatever you want. <clears throat> so I take it you plan, at least for now, to work primarily here in New Orleans. Um, I wouldn't say that like official. I uh, worked in Atlanta for a few and I really fell in love with Atlanta too. Uh, Atlanta's a big uh, production uh, place, but to my future projects, um, I actually got one coming up uh, that I was just in the writing stages of a few episodes um, of making a sitcom. I want to make a sitcom. It's called uh, YOLO. And it YOLO? Follows, YOLO, yeah. It follows um, Leon. He's based off of me, but he's uh, after he gets his heart broken and he was dating this girl online, he decides to live by this code of YOLO. Just do whatever you want to do to make your life the best. And so it's going to go throughout his college years and go through situations that happened with my friends that I just thought was hilarious. And I feel like a lot of people can relate. So I feel like my next step is finding a college looking set. <laughs> so that can be anywhere. So um, especially now that they have the ranch open, I think it's uh, somewhere in New Orleans. You know where it is? I'll tell you exactly where it is because I, I know the, the people who are involved in that. It's in Chalmette. It's in, it's in St. Bernard. It's just down the road. It's only about, you know, really 20 minutes from, if you go down Claiborne into Judge Perez Drive, it's only a, 
you know, a little ways um, uh, there. So yeah, the ranch is a, a, a very exciting and important um, uh, film uh, opportunity, filming studio opportunity. Well, guys, I am I'm just totally thrilled for you, and I'm really looking forward to um, uh, working uh, to see your work. Um, I, you know, please let me know if you can. I'd like to have put it actually in my newsletter uh, um, when you are um, going to be uh, showing it. Maybe it'll be exhibited during the jazz, I'm sorry, the uh, film festival this fall. Um, and uh, Dante, whenever you have something coming up, y'all please stay in touch with me. You've got my email now and just let me know something's happening so we can put it in the newsletter that you know is gonna come out uh, either this evening or first thing in the morning and on the radio show. So y'all, yeah. you know, just, make it happen and I'm, I'm very excited for you and um appreciative that you, you you feel good about working here and i hope that it, it, it works out for you so yay okay two thumbs up look forward to hearing more about you and from you thank you very much for being with me today okay guys All right, so um, here we go, folks. It's Essence time again. We're so happy to have it back. I think it was missed uh, on many levels and uh, not only for the entertainers who come in, and that's always really exciting because it's all kinds of really people that we'd like to see and we don't get to see here that often. Um, and it's also the educational forums, but I don't know about anybody else, but my favorite is the shopping. So I love all the vendors that come in, and uh, we have one with us today. Um, so Nyoka Armstead is um, one of the vendors, and um, she has a pretty unique setup that she has developed, and she's going to tell us about the setup and uh, also the uh, merchandise that she is going to be selling. So Nyoka, what you got? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nyoka Armstead. I am the owner of Streamline Boutique. Uh, I, I will be a marketplace vendor this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, on uh, Poydras and Rampart. I, um, my business is Streamline Boutique, and I sell ladies' clothing ranging from size small to three extra large. So come out and check us out. This is my second year participating as a, as a marketplace vendor with Essence Festival. So tell me about um, the kind of fashion that you have selected for us that I'm going to assume, you know, we're not just like any other market in the country. We definitely have, first of all, a lot of style. We, we I, I think it's influenced in part by the costuming that we do for our celebrations. And that kind of teases us to realize that we can be a little more flamboyant, but it's also really hot here in the summer and it's, 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 it's very pleasant during a lot of the winter. So I have a, a closet full of clothes from my years in New York that just hang there. They don't get a lot of, um, they don't get a lot of use because we just don't have very cold winters. So uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a particular market. So tell me about the fashions that you show and what and, and sell and, and, and how you uh, based your selection. 
Okay, our brand is built on the foundation of fashion to show that all women are unique. Everything we do is perfectly, it perfectly reflects the customer in itself. I have lots of items that I'm offering this weekend um, from swimsuit cover-ups to short sets to sundresses, pretty much to meet the need of the customer, whatever that may be. Um, right now, we have extremely hot temperatures in our city. So um, we'd like our, our customers to be able to select from a, a wide selection of cool and comfortable clothing. So that what so, so tell me about that because you know I'm always looking for I have this thing about liking what's called some people pronounce it voile, some people pronounce it voile, but you know, really sheer cotton fabric. So okay. that it's, it's it's really really cool. Do you have any of that? <laughs> yes, I, I sure do. I want it. Yes, I sure do. Um, I find that you know, you know, natural cotton clothing, uh, poplin fabrics, things of that nature, something that you know, things that don't fit too close to the skin, kind of loose fitting. Yeah, so that you're able to, um, you know, or you're able to stay in fashion, and you're also comfortable in the items that you are wearing. What's what's what have been some of your absolute bestsellers? Um, uh, my absolute best sellers are pretty much sundress maxi dresses, um, bathing suit tops and cover-ups, things of that nature, short sets, of course, printed short sets. That has been some of my best sellers. I, and I'm, I'm curious about how you got started in this, um, when, where, how. You're a New Orleans native, I'm going to assume from your name. I am a New Orleans native. Okay. I am a New Orleans native. So, so tell uh, me about how you got started in fashion, and um, how, how did you have the you know the 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 gumption, the courage to to go in that direction? Well, let me just say that um, I've lived a long life. Um, <laughs> and, not, you don't and look at all life. like you've had a long life. <laughs> Well, um, I am all about female power, girl power, you know, and um, throughout the years, no matter where I am, I've always had people to comment on my appearances um, from all walks of life. So with that in mind, um, I, I found it to be a passion of mine to be able to offer some of the, some of the, some clothing to help women feel beautiful about themselves and just to kind of add a certain flair to their wardrobes, just so that they're able to feel good and look good and walk in confidence. I've been in business since 2018. So I, I still consider myself a budding entrepreneur, like any business, you know, you have to nurture it in, in order for it to grow. So I am still working on creating a fabulous brand for myself. And I am um, a local New Orleanian. So I participate in all of the festivals here in the city. Um, but I want to be able to reach out and branch out nationwide to make my styles available to any and all women. Oh, oh so you're interested in trying to build your market beyond New Orleans. Absolutely. What, what's your thoughts on that? How, how do you see that working? Um, it, it seems to me like it's, it definitely adds complications in your business plan, so to speak. And, and, and how, do, how does that work in terms of, um, 
you know, the additional cost that it's going to take to be able to build that national market? Uh, well, yeah, marketing is a thing um, that I'm most challenged with at the moment. Um, I, I do have a website and social media presence, but it's about building that. So I am working with um, content creators and uh, individuals that will assist me with marketing and uh, email messages, things of that nature. Um, we are currently working on being able to reach, a, you know, a broader audience by collecting email addresses and sending out discounts and previews of what we have to offer. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's very challenging, but I believe we're going to be able to successfully reach those individuals that we are looking to reach out to. Oh, so, so tell me why. Why do you think that you can? Um, what is it about your styles and your fashions that you think is going to speak to people in other markets? Uh, well, because um, I have a unique flair to the items that I offer. Um, I, I think uh, I'd like to I'd like to say that my target audience is uh, women from anywhere from 31 to 55 working class women. Um, and I have I, I offer work attire. I work, I offer beach attire. I, I offer casual attire. I have a great selection of items that would appeal to uh, my target market. Um, the essence of opportunity, what does that mean for you? The essence of opportunity? The essence of opportunity, uh, doing your market at essence. That means that, you know, there are several people that will come down to the city to partake in our festivals. And um, they're coming from all around the world, pretty much. And the opportunity um, affords me the exposure that I am actually looking for to reach my target market so that when they go back home, they can tap into my website to access the items that I have and, you know, order online. <laughs> right. Now, um, I, I'm, I'm really curious still about the origination of the uh, the fashions that you're showing. So uh, are, are any of them actually made here in New Orleans or they're just made all over the world? No, actually, um, I have, uh, they're, they're not unique to our city. Um, there are certain fashion markets that most of um, uh, the boutique owners and vendors that, you know, we tap into a, a wider range of um, designers that make items available uh, to the boutique owners. So, you know, I've established a relationship with individuals in California and New York, but for every tag on the back of your clothes, that is either a manufacturer or a distributor. So there's millions and millions of styles out there um, to select from. Um, what do you think about the potential of actually working with designers and um, merchandise developed here in New Orleans? That, I think it, if given that opportunity, if given that opportunity with the passion that I have for retail sales and for fashion, I would I, I would definitely um, jump at the opportunity if 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 one is presented. Yeah, have you been to some of the fashion shows that have been put on in New Orleans by some of the um, designers who were trying to build their business? Uh, no, not not lately. I mean, you know, we're just coming off of. Uh, the COVID, yeah, we weren't out there. So yeah, when, right. when there are, are fashion shows available, I would 
definitely uh, be present if I'm, if, when I'm invited. Well, I am um, impressed with you know what you what you're making happen and your goals. I mean, to, to the thought that you can take um, your business national is uh, both scary, uh, but yes. I think also really exciting for uh, for both you and the city. Um, I'd like to know, kind of, um, you know, one of the questions I always ask people who are willing to kind of plunge out there is how did you get that courage? Where did, where did, where did that come from? <laughs> I'm very aggressive in nature just because, and I welcome a challenge. I welcome a challenge, not to mention, I'm a one man operation or a one woman operation. So yeah, um, I, I just, I welcome the challenge. I am um, very eager um, based on, you know, how well I was able to reach individuals in 2019 for the last Essence Festival. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them again and many, many more. Well, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. The market, uh, I've, I've uh, been a customer for many years and I have a particular designer out of Chicago whose name I'm not going to grab at the moment because I haven't seen her in a couple of years because of COVID, but um, I must have, I think somewhere around 15, 20 tops of hers that I have bought over time. And, uh, okay. and like you said, I'll, I, I don't go online so much, but I'll call her up and I'll say, you know, I really would love a new sort of heavier weight jacket for the winter, or I'm looking for, again, one of those really lightweight things for the summer. So yeah, I, I um, when I find somebody who's got what I need, I, I come back and it's, it sounds like what you're doing is exactly the kind of thing um, that I like to wear. So Absolutely. I'm excited for you, Nyoka, and I hope that this essence, I, I haven't heard anything about attendance, but I'm going to guess that people are so excited and anxious for it that we're going to have a really good crowd. Absolutely. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it. All right. Well, listen, all the luck to you. I hope it is what you expect it to be. And um, you, if you have any uh, photographs of, of some of the uh, merchandise that you're going to be selling, um, if you share it with me, I can um, put some of that on our in our newsletter. So I'm happy okay. to do that if you want to send me anything. Just if you do, just give me the name of the designer or just something to characterize it that I can put in for the uh, cut line for the photograph. Sure thing. Okay? I'll send you some photos and some descriptions. Listen, all the luck to you and have a blast. Thank and you. Thank, thank you, you so much for your time. And I'm sorry it took me a minute to get our, our uh, Zoom going, but uh, <laughs> you did great. You did great. That's thank fine. you. Okay, thank All you. Right. Enjoy your weekend. Hope to see you out there. Uh, it'll probably be Friday because I'm going to try to get out of town. I don't like fireworks and my dogs don't like fireworks. So right. we, we try to go um, hide out in the woods. Okay, okay. Thank All you right. so much thank for the you. opportunity. We'll be there Friday. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye. I um, am here now with um, Darren Lindsay. Darren's another one of the young entrepreneurs in New Orleans who I think that we're not really taking true measure of all of the young entrepreneurs in town. I was just talking about this with my assistant, um, Jamima Brady, who 
you know, is bringing some folks to me that I didn't know. And I just think that um, there's a real new sort of kind of surge of entrepreneurs in the city that people don't know about. So I think y'all need to get some kind of directory out there. But um, I, I'm really fascinated to hear about what you're doing because it sounds like you, like so many others, kind of just said, hey, I'm going to do this. And you didn't necessarily have a whole lot of OJT yeah. for doing you just uh -huh. figured out how to do it. And that's that's kind of the way I've lived my life. I did a lot of political work. Nobody taught me how to do politics. I just had to get it out there and do whatever had to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about how you got started in your entrepreneurial work and and the direction it has taken because it's, it's evolved. And yeah, went. absolutely, absolutely. So I'm Darren. Um, I started off as an entrepreneur at 19. I was oh, oh. a graphic designer and um, I ended up dropping out of college because I couldn't fin I couldn't pay for my education. And so I just kind of yeah. continued uh, designing even after I dropped out of college. And eventually that evolved into uh, me hosting networking events and branding seminars and conferences. Uh, and along the way, I. I uh, launched a blog five years ago called Black New Orleans. And uh, two years ago, I launched a blog called uh, For Black Men. And three years ago, I launched a clothing line called Another Clothing Line. So I just kind of evolved called over. Called Another the Clothing Line? Yes, yes. And I just pretty much uh, evolved. Uh, but it all stemmed from me being a graphic designer and a creative. Well, uh, let, let's let's jump back there for a minute. So. When did you determine that you could and would and wanted to be a graphic designer? Where did that come from? You know, my earliest gene, um, my earliest uh, remembrance of it would have to be, I remember being like 10 or 12 and um, we would go to funerals every now and then uh, at church on a Saturday. And I would take the funeral program home and recreate it on my compact computer. Damn. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. So that's my my earliest. And then I would start making uh, Mother's Day. So calls. again, you didn't have training for that. No, I'm one hundred percent. This is what it could be. Let me make that what it could be. I'd yeah. love to see a sample. Yeah. If you have saved any of the original programs and your version i would love to see that i'd love to include that in my newsletter but i don't know you probably can't dig it out today yeah, i don't know if i can reach that far back but yeah, yeah. but that's, that's, that's so really interesting how I, that that's, that's how you did that yeah. yeah all right so um you you go down that trail but then um you you let's talk about black new orleans because um again i feel like what you're doing this network you're doing is so important in introducing, we do a networking, my organization, my arts organization, we call it, our, our company is called uh, Cano, Creative Alliance of New Orleans. So I do can openers. Nice, nice. kind of cool, yeah. yeah. Can openers. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's meant to introduce artists to other disciplines. So for example, I'll have, I'll have visual artists and musical artists at the film uh, festival in the fall to meet mm -hmm. the film people. And it, it sounds like that's pretty much kind of like what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started back in New Orleans. Um, so I live downtown New Orleans and I moved downtown. Okay, now wait, I want you to define downtown because you know, everybody has a different version of uptown and downtown. Right. So I, downtown. I live in the CBD. 
I live in the CBD. Yeah, you see, I call that uptown. I live yeah. below Canal. To me, it's all about below and above Canal. Anyway, okay, yeah. CBD. Yeah. And um, so I, I moved downtown about six years ago, and um, I would walk around to different restaurants in the city, you know, in the area. And I said to myself, wow, I wonder if there's a Black directory somewhere. We should have a, a Black directory where we can find Black restaurants and businesses. Like, does this exist? You know, and so I kind of did my research. And I saw that there were some blogs, but not necessarily a database uh, for all Black businesses and culture and events in New Orleans. And so I just decided, I'm a graphic designer, let's create a blog that has this vibrant color palette and uh, start marketing uh, these Black businesses and influencers. And so that's pretty much how I got started. With so, so that's exactly what I was saying a minute ago. I felt like there was a need for. So what that says to me is that uh, whoever you are reaching with that, you're not reaching me, you know, old yeah. white lady. So yeah. <laughs> you need to get that to 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 go beyond uh, uh, beyond boundaries. Yeah. Somehow, because that I think that's really, really important. I'm I'm amazed to know about you, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't know about you if no, we weren't for sure. Yeah, I will say, Jean, uh, the organization is called Black New Orleans, so it's easy for people to remember the name. I remember during uh, two years ago when we the world was during the pandemic and we were at uh, a divide with police brutality, a lot of white locals did uh, come to my page and shop and buy merchandise and stuff. So it was easy for them to find it somehow. Um, so I, I will do better about that. Maybe I can run some ads and make sure that I include... Uh, Talk to Jamima. She's all into the Instagram world yeah. and Facebook and all that. I guess you probably are too, but yeah. you know, I, and I know it has to happen, but I'm not very good at it. So I have to always to rely on, you know, the, I call them the alphabet generation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So what, what specifically is Black New Orleans doing in association with Essence? And um, I'm leading in my newsletter talking about how important Essence is to New Orleans, just not for the big, you know, entertainment names, but for the business opportunities for uh, people both from elsewhere, but especially from here. So tell me about, you know, how Essence works for you. How do you work with Essence? Yeah, for sure. So um, Essence, as you know, is a really big music uh, festival um, and cultural festival, because there's a lot of... Um, uh, seminars and things that go on this weekend as well. Um, but as the owner of Black New Orleans blog, I decided to um, create an event uh, this coming Sunday uh, called uh, Black Biz Pop-Up uh, Day Party. And basically that's a uh, pop-up shop with 10 um, Black businesses, basically giving them an opportunity to sell their merchandise. I know to Vin with Essence, the prices may be, I don't know, $3,000, $5,000 to Vin over the weekend. And so I just wanted to give an opportunity to uh, local Black small businesses, an opportunity to Vin. Um, we'll have a DJ um, as well as uh, Jemima would be our special guest uh, artist. Yeah, so she's excited. ready. Yeah, She's ready. That, that video she did. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, that's great. That's a great idea. So how many merchants will be involved? Give me a, a, a little sample of the kind of merchants that'll be there. Yeah. So I have a skincare line that's going to be there, a sock line. Um, Batarina, she's a uh, dessert um, connoisseur. We have um, 
Uh, let's see, another clothing line would be there. It's a brand that I own. Um, we have a teacher that's going to be there, a few clothing brands. And uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. A nutritionist would be there too. So we have a bit of uh, diverse, diverse, diversity of businesses that sure. are going to be there this summer. Uh, on, on the uh, fashion, are any of the uh, designers, are they um, doing their own original work from New Orleans? Were they um, selling merchandise from elsewhere primarily? Not sure. I feel like one, uh, there is a boutique. So I believe she may have some original pieces. Um, I have their names and uh, whatnot. So I'll tag their Instagrams uh, on, on the flyer so you can uh, check them out. But um, yeah, it'll be 11 businesses total. Where, where, where are you going with all this? I, I, I want to get into Black Men also, for Black Men and another clothing company, but I'm a little bit worried about time. So maybe uh, collapse um, how you're developing these other lines and, and what, what is your future vision for yourself? Yeah, so my, my ultimate goal, so I've been a designer for a graphic designer for 11 years. I believe my ultimate goal is to create a platform uh, for Black men that would be as big as Essence, where I can really um, provide uh, Black men uh, with the same, uh, the same thing that I'm kind of doing with Black New Orleans, so to speak. Uh, I feel like Black men is just a bigger, bigger audience. Uh, Black New Orleans is just limited to our city. Um, and so that, I think that's my ultimate goal. Um, I have visions of opening a, a lounge, a jazz lounge and different things like that, but I'm an entrepreneur. Uh -oh. So uh, the sky is the limit for me. Yeah, sounds like you're going in a lot of directions. Well, that's yeah. what Essence did way back mm -hmm. in their beginning. They started out strictly as a magazine and then they just kept yeah. again pushing beyond their boundaries and yeah. making a lot of other for things sure. happen. So it, it, it makes sure. sense for that, but it takes a lot of guts. So where, where do those guts come from? You, you know, um, I, three years ago, uh, I was let go from my nine to five. And I knew I've always had a passion to create things and make money outside of my nine to five. And when I realized that I could do that, um, I just kind of lost passion in my nine to five. And so uh, when they let me go, I decided that I wouldn't get another nine to five. And last week I celebrated three years as a full-time entrepreneur. And in two weeks, I'll be opening my, my first office uh, in Canal Place. So Whoa. this is the first time I'm making that announcement is on this show. So. When you say office, you mean office as in upstairs in the office, not in the, the mall. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so yeah. excited for you, um, Darren, and I kind of want you to stay, uh, keep me up with what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and I, But I, I really want to push one thing. I want to push original fashion yeah. we're talking about this all morning with Jamima I think that um, by the way I'm trying to get Jamima to do fashion design I know she wants to be a singer hallelujah but I mean <laughs> and, and she's going to make that work but she also has taste and a look yeah. and a way of putting things together yeah and I I want to see more original fashion out of the world because we I agree when I was gathering um vendors together I was cautious of not to accept everybody because I wanted to make sure that they would provide things uh, that were tasteful, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, there were lots of people that wanted to vend that I just had to say no to. Um, so I totally agree with the original art. So the, you know, uh, again, the thing is that um, I was, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of major designers who have come out of New Orleans and merchants. I talk about Henri Bendel in New York is one of the most chic 
uh, department stores, not like Macy's, but like seriously chic. And um, uh, Philip, I, I, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, Trichy, the hat designer. And then the Kisselstein Cord uh, folks, the wife and husband who do the, um, you know, the alligator belt, belt buckles. Liz Claiborne, one of the biggest lines in the country. Yeah. All out of here. Yeah. So where, where are the new young fashion designers so i just want to leave you with that I'm, I'm i'm always trying to tell people what to do so forgive me for that um thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for what you're thank up to you. and for giving us some time and look you keep at it and just keep us informed of what you're doing and jamima will make sure you get uh into our newsletter and our shows going forward okay sounds good thank you have a blast have a great sunday i hope it really goes well. well i'm getting out of here thank i don't so like much. fireworks so i'll be out in the woods I understand. I understand. On Friday, I'm going to go to the shops on Friday, but yeah. um, we're shopping on Friday. But I'll I'll be out of here after that, so I'll miss your yeah. event. But another time when you do one outside of Essence, let me know. I'll be there. Okay. For sure. For sure. Thank right. you. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye.